you single and waiting for Mr. Right? Are you in a relationship but still not quite sure if he's the one? Are you married and sometimes wondering if you've made the right decision? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Sharon Tillman, and welcome to the He's Worth the Wait podcast. This podcast is to promote healthy, whole relationships and to educate you on how to produce the very best version of yourself so you can meet the very best version of the one who has been chosen for you. Go with me as I share my story, as I share my journey, as I share my truth and my testimony while inspiring, uplifting, and encouraging you to know that he is worth the wait. Let's talk. Hello, hello, hello. Hey guys, hey. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of He's Worth the Wait podcast. I am your host, Sharon Tillman. I hope you guys are having an amazing day on today. Um, Happy New Week, right? Um, Is anybody else just wondering like how the time is flying by? Like, does anybody else just think about it? Like, I literally just think about like how fast the time is flying and how we're like literally like 17 weeks away from Christmas. Um, Thank my children for the exact weeks, right? But um, I think about the time and I'm like, wow, it's crazy because sometimes it feels like 2023 literally just came in and here we are with 2024 getting ready to come in in like 17 weeks. But nevertheless, I am here to talk tonight. I hope everyone is having an amazing day. Again, as I said, um, I'm going to talk a little bit tonight. So we're going to be like super, um, super in the flow tonight. How about that? Um, I want to talk a little bit about the brunch that um, I hosted about two weeks ago. And I want to talk about the question that was posed at this brunch. And I want to kind of just flow into it from there. That's where um, I've been led tonight. So here we go. Um, I did a brunch about two weeks ago. It was a women empowerment brunch. It was amazing, right? Um, It was supposed to be very small, very casual. Um, I only allotted um, like a, a certain amount of people to come um, for this very first brunch. The Lord had already let me know that it was going to be, um, this was going to be the first of many. And so I wanted to like start it out small so that I could really build. Um, God was so strategic. I promise you, he was so strategic in everything concerning this brunch from the speaker that I got from the 
atmosphere that was created, like literally everything that transpired, like God was so intentional um, and he was so strategic and the manifestation that took place, like the healing of the women just being able to like release um, women being able to like cry and get it out. It was amazing. Okay. It was so amazing. Um, and so I want you guys to just be on the lookout for that brunch might come to a city near you, right? Because I feel this thing like really big. I feel the unction of it really big. Um, but just getting into that, I posed this particular question whenever we was at the brunch and this has kind of been something that the Lord has given me like way back when. So I posed the question, who are you? And so I remember when I asked the question and I was telling the ladies, I was like, I want you to tell me who you are. Um, and I want you to tell me who you are without telling me your title. I don't want to know what your job title is. I don't want to know if you're a wife. I don't want to know if you're a mother. I don't like, let's take off those types of um, like, let's take those off and tell me who you really are. Like, who are you to the core? Right. And I remember like, like literally stunning them with this question. And I had several of them because we, we used it as like an icebreaker game. And so we kind of just went around the room and allowed everybody an opportunity to speak on it, you know, write down your thing, you know, write down who you are. And then we're going to speak on it. And I can remember literally like several of them saying, um, I was lost with that question. You know, it really challenged my thinking um, in the retrospect of like, who am I? I mean, if you take away the fact that I'm a wife, if you take away the fact that I'm a mother, if you take away the fact that, um, you know, I'm a CEO or I'm a businesswoman or I've got my own company or I'm an entrepreneur, like if you take those things away, like what is left? Who who am I really? Right. Um, I remember like back in the day when God gave it to me. So I would say maybe 2017, 2018, God gave me that. Um, I started really advocating knowing who you are. Um, back in 2018, I released a book called Pain for Purpose. Um, and I remember like the subtitle on that book was um, knowing exactly who you are in the midst of an identity crisis. Because I think a lot of times we really don't know how to identify. So a lot of us identify with stuff. We identify with, you know, things that we think make us who we are. Um, that's how we identify instead of really identifying as who God has called us to be. Who are we to the core in which God has called us to be? So I remember when God gave that to me and I always say, you know, um, you really have to understand the mind of Christ. You really have to like, you really have to understand like being in covenant with him, being in a relationship with him. Um, you kind of get a gist of how God can operate. Um, we know and we understand, and this is what I always say, we know and we understand that anything that we go through in our life is attached to our purpose. Um, I always say our struggles, our trials, our, tr our pains, our tribulations, like whatever it is that we go through in life, it literally is to make us who we are. 
Now, we've all gone through some things in this life, right? And like I used to hear, um, I used to hear old folks say all the time, baby, if you ain't had no rain in your life, just wait a while, right? So if you haven't been through anything as of yet, just hold on because it's coming. When we're, we're all going to experience it at some point in our life. No one is exempt, right? So I just remember um, going through a lot of different things. And one thing that we understand and one thing that we know is that God loves us. We know that. We know that God loves us. So we know that anything that God allows us to go through is never to... Um, to break us or to intentionally, you know, like I always say that God is not like, you know, some of these people that we meet out here on the streets, right? So you got people out here on the streets who will present themselves to have your back. They'll present themselves to be, you know, down like, um, day ones or how, I don't know what the saying is. It's something we'd be saying on wrestling. My daughter got me saying it, but I guess I can only say it if it's on or when she's around. But anyway, um, it, they present themselves to have your back, but they also have an, an you know, an ulterior motive. So they can present themselves to be like, oh yeah, I got you like this and this and that. But then deep down inside, they're like really, you know, wishing that you would fail. Okay. That's not the God that we serve, right? So we know that God doesn't have an ulterior motive when it comes to us. He's not out here like secretly wishing that we would fail. God has our back 1000%. There is nobody, not your mama, not your daddy, not your aunt, not your uncle, not your grandma and them. There is literally nobody out here that has your back more than God. There is no one out here that can, that wants what's best for you more than he, right? So because we know this and because we understand this, then we know that things that he allows us to go through in our life have, they, they gotta have a purpose to them, right? There, it's gotta be something that's, that he's allowing that's going to do something for us later on in our life, right? So I always say that it's never what you go through. It's always how you go through it. Whatever God allows you to go through, you literally like, and, and don't get me wrong, right? We've all gone through things and maybe my thing don't look like your thing and your thing don't look like my thing, but we've all had some hard knocks, right? I have literally went through things before that have literally, that I've felt like literally knocked the breath out of me, right? Like deep breath in because I felt like I was getting ready to lose my breath in that moment. It hit me so hard, right? But I also know that if God allowed it, then there is something that he wants me to get from it. Um, all things work together for the good. I always revert back to that scripture. And it has to be um, one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. For all things work together for the good of those who love God. Because I know that even things that literally don't feel good, don't look good, I mean, and that hurt... They are working for my good, everything that we go through. So when you think about that, and I think about my life, I think about whenever God gave me um, 
this knowing who you are like when he really gave it to me and when he posed the question to me I remember when I first started like really getting out here as I am Sharon Tillman really branding myself in the sense of you know what God was calling me to do I remember always asking that question and that thing has stuck with me even now and so I all I I can remember when he gave it to me a part of me knew where it was like where this is coming from but then there was another part that still needed to be revealed there was another part of this whole him giving me this that I hadn't even tapped into I didn't know that there was another part of my life that was going to challenge my identity where I was going to really need this I never knew I, I didn't know that at that time right so I remember, you know, like going through and like I always say, if you follow me, if you've ever heard me speak, if you've ever heard me talk, if you've ever read any of my posts, if you've ever read my book, anything like that, I am super transparent. I believe that anything that God has healed me from and he gives me permission to speak about, then he it's, it's not just for me. It's for someone else. Um, I believe that God did some things inside of me because he knew that I would be that girl. I'm that transparent girl, right? Like I just I I just believe that with all of the things that I've encountered, with all of the things that I've endured in my life, that God literally has a purpose for each and every one of them. It's not for me to sit here and hold it um and to be ashamed of it, to be ashamed of what I've gone through, to be ashamed of the things that God has allowed me to overcome. I'm not ashamed. I have been through some things, but I promise you, I'm not ashamed. I'm not of this ashamed of the things that he's allowed. And I take nothing for that journey. Do you hear me? Like literally when people say, what would you tell, you know, your older self? What would you do differently? What changes would you make? And like me, honestly, I don't know if I would do anything different because I believe that God allowed the journey that he did because of where he's taking me, what he wanted me to do. Um, God formed me and he had a purpose and a plan for me. He knew me even before forming me in my mother's womb. He knew exactly who I was going to be according to him. He knew what he was putting inside of me even before I was here. God had this plan and purpose and he knew the steps that needed to be taken in order for me to get to the place where he was taking me. Um, and I take nothing for that journey. I remember, remember when I wrote my book and, um, I was super transparent in my book, y'all. So if you've never read my book, go wherever books are sold. Go to Amazon. Go to my website. Um, I am SharonTillman.com. Go wherever you need to go. Order that book so that you can read it. But I remember when I wrote that book, and I'm going to jump right back into what I'm saying. Um, I remember when I wrote that book, and I remember my dad, right? And my dad was like, because... If you ever listened, you know that I didn't really grow up with my dad. I, I saw my dad, um, the last time I saw my dad when I was a young child was seven. And I didn't see my dad again until I was like 21 or 22 years old. So from seven to 21, 22 years old, I didn't see my dad. I never saw him. Um, and so he missed 
all of those parts of my life. So a lot of the things that I had went through, a lot of the things that I had endured, a lot of the things that I encountered, he was unaware of. So I remember whenever he read the book and he felt so bad. And I remember him just saying, you know, I just wish I would have done things differently. I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. I wish I could have been there. I wish I would have taken you here. I wish. And he was like, I just, I I just don't feel like you were supposed to go through that. I don't feel like you deserve that. And I remember saying to him, because at this point, when I, um, when God gave me this book, because God gave me this book like years before it was released. I remember when I was talking to um, someone about the book and I was just like, okay, like God literally gave me this title. I'm sitting here with this title. I don't have no chapters. I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, how do you know what you're saying? And she was like, listen, when God gives it to you, it's going to flow accordingly. Like God may be letting you know that this is something that you're going to do, but there are certain parts of the book that you still got to live out. And she was exactly right. When the time came for me to write this book, guys, I promise you it flowed in my spirit so freely so I mean like it was it was almost scary in a sense the way that he was giving it to me the chapter titles what I was supposed to say what I was supposed to talk about like it was just flowing and I remember having breakdowns and encounters um even when it was flowing and I'm writing it and I'm putting it all down and you know like I I got it done in a little of no time because of the way that God was just giving it to me and um I I know that when God has a plan and a purpose for your life he's going to make sure that no matter how you detour that you stay on track with your journey so Y'all know I can get lost there. I don't want to get lost there um, because I am trying to do, I'm trying to stay on track with, you know, the podcast tonight and be, you know, intentional about the time and all of those things. But um, I, I remember, you know, really suffering from an identity crisis whenever, um, when I was growing up, because I think what I was going to say is that's what my dad said. And I let him know that those were things that I had to go through. I had to go through those things because God wanted to do something inside of me. And a lot of times as parents, we really have to be careful because we really want to live things out for our kids. We really want to protect them from everything. We want to like, we want them to see our journeys. We want them to see the things that we've gone through and them just automatically take a different path. But we have to be careful that we don't get in the way of what God wants to do and needs to do. And I say this to all my parents because I am a parent. I am a parent of a son who will be 18 years old in about two weeks. And I think about all of the things that I say to him. I think about all of the ways that I really try to protect him. I really, you know, talk this thing out. And, you know, I have to fall back and be like, but God, your will be done in his life. You know, I can't get in the way of what you're doing in him because just like you had to have your way in me, you got to have your way in him. And I trust you because he's really yours. Like you lending him to me to take care of down here on this earth. But the reality is he doesn't belong to me. He really belongs to you. And so I know that ultimately, as much as I love him, you got his best interest at heart. Okay. That's for another day. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to come back and talk about parenting and kids and all of those things on a later date. That is not why I'm here tonight, right? 
So um, I just remember like really suffering from an identity crisis. And I always say like through my childhood, through my teenage years, um, I really suffered even going into my marriage. When I went into my marriage, I had no idea who Sharon Tillman was. I didn't know who she was. All that I knew was I am a wife now and I can take on the identity of my husband because, you know, he was just going to be all of these amazing things and I can take on the identity of him and I can really, um, I can really just, you know, kind of be in that shadow. At least right now, I feel like I belong somewhere. Right. Like, and I know it probably sounds crazy, but this, this was me. This is where I was when I married. I think I got married at like 21 years old. Um, I had my first son already or my only son. I have one son and two daughters. I had my son already. Um, and he was about three years old or almost three years old whenever, um, his dad and I got married. And I literally remember just like, okay, I, I belong somewhere like I okay thank you like okay life is gonna get better life is gonna get easier because now I'm not trying to find out who I am like I I'm a wife I'm I'm his wife and I used to make this joke right because a lot of times when he like he was a musician and so he played a lot. And so we went a lot of places and I can remember people used to be like Hey, such and such swipe, right? So I'm gonna I'm just, I'm gonna keep him nameless on here, right? But um, I'm, I'm gonna use Johnny for context. Is that okay with y'all? I'm gonna, hey, Johnny's wife. Hey, Johnny's wife. Look at Johnny's wife. Look at you. And you know, I used to just smile and think that was funny. But the reality is I still didn't have my own identity. So the importance of going into a marriage remaining your unique self, remaining who you are and who you call to be, which is why this is when you should get married, when you are your whole self. But all of that is going to be in my wife series. So I'm going to do my entire season two series on wives. Um, whether you're a wife right now or whether you're becoming a wife, Literally, that entire season is going to be on that. So that'll be something that we get into in that season. But I can remember just really suffering with that, right? And so I, this is why I say I knew a part of why God was posing this question, but there was still another part that I did not know. So I went through a lot of different things in my journey, um, and I remember really just, and what I want to talk about next week is how God would take a situation that you literally thought that was going to destroy you and make you right. So that'll be my podcast for next week. Um, anyway, so I remember just really, um, really understanding that part of it. But then there was another part that I didn't know. There was another part that still needed to be revealed unto me. And so when God started really dealing with me about this and, you know, he really started formulating this thing on the inside of me. Um, I always talk about affirmations. I always talk about how God started um, giving me affirmations. I I didn't really know much about affirmations. So when God started, you know, really formulating me 
he would give me affirmations that were specifically to the needs of me, um, specifically to the places where I needed strength, the places where I was a little weak and I needed to be confident, um, the places where I was, I lacked esteem and I needed some self-confidence there. I needed some self-esteem there. I needed to be built there. And so I remember God giving me these affirmations. I remember him um, just allowing me to write down these things. I'll never forget it. I was sitting down and I heard God just as clear as day. And he said, get up and get something and write it down. And I started writing these things down. And I remember even when I was writing them down, they were like, I, like I could feel it, right? And so I just started like getting index cards and I started jotting them down all over index cards and I had them like all over the wall on my side of the bedroom. And every day I would sit up on the bed and I would just start saying them until one day I no longer had to read off the paper because literally they were starting to like I, I could feel that I was becoming exactly what I was speaking, the power of speaking, right? Um, and so I remember I started becoming exactly what I was speaking and I was just, I was feeling empowered. I was feeling, you know, like, okay, okay, like God, I understand. I see what you're saying. I see where you're going. And going on to that a few years later, I ended up going through a divorce, and in going through that divorce, um, being a wife was a big part of my identity because um, it's where it all started for me, right? So if you, you, if you follow me, then you know I went into this marriage not knowing who I was. So becoming a wife was the first thing that I felt like formulated my identity now over time as God started to really develop me as he started to really affirm me as he started to really make me who I was like the boldness that I have the confidence that I have I can absolutely guarantee you that it all came from God it did not come from me because a part of not knowing who you is is lacking confidence right so I didn't know who I was in high school and like growing up and all of these things. I had no idea. So I lacked confidence because I didn't know where I belonged. Like I'm just out here trying to fit in wherever I can fit in. So if I've got to, you know, change myself or transform myself to be more like them to get into this crowd, that's what I'm doing. And if I have to do it over here to get into this crowd, then that's what I'm doing. So I wasn't confident at all. I mean, at all. The person that God has created, the person that you see today, literally, this is all God. So that's why I be saying when people be like, oh my God, she think it's all about her. Oh my God, take that up with my creator. <laughs> no, seriously though, but I'm, I, I'm seriously, you know, just trying to let you know that it was all God. So I remember whenever I was going through my divorce, now I'm in my master's program for counseling. I am almost done. Come on with it, y'all. I'm almost done um, with my MFT, which is my marriage family um, therapy counseling degree. Um, and that's what, that's what my degree is going to be in. So I'm almost done with this master's program as I become a marriage and family um, counselor. 
And I remember that the first thing that I thought about when I was in the process of going through a divorce was my identity, how being a wife was a, a major part of my identity. And when you take that away, then I felt like there was a part of me that was going to be gone. I felt like there was a part of me that was going to be missing. Um, and then I'm in this field and I'm here to help women, help husbands, help marriages to be saved. I'm here to, um, you know, really help families to come together and to be saved. You know, like I'm, I'm out here because I'm advocating for marriages. I absolutely love marriage. I love marriage. So it's like, okay, this is also a part of my identity. And now I don't have this anymore. So it's like, now I'm going to be this counselor and I'm like, okay, God, people are going to literally be like, well, how is she going to help anybody else if she couldn't help herself? How is she going to help save my marriage if she couldn't save her own? You know, and those were the things that were starting to really get to me as I began my process. And I remember starting to feel like all of the things that God had put inside of me, I was losing them. I was starting to feel like, okay, God, I know who you've called me to be, but now who you call me to be looks different because who you call me to be, I thought you was calling me to be her because I'm, you know, in this marriage and I'm secure in this marriage and I can think about where I started in this marriage and where I'm ending in this marriage, you know, as far as where I am today. And I was just, I, I remember like really just going through the motions of all of these things that were plaguing my mind about this particular situation. And so I remember just really having to deal with God. I, re I remember, like I always tell you guys, I went outside, right? So it wasn't like an immediate thing, but I dealt with this. Um, I dealt with the feelings. I dealt with the emotions. I, this thing was really plaguing my mind, but I didn't allow it to corrupt me because I didn't focus on it. So all of these things are going through my mind and I'm over here just trying to enjoy my best life in this moment. You know, like, okay, I've been married for um, 14 years at that point. Um, so I've been married like 14 years. I've been with the same guy for like 20. So I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna go over here and play outside because I've never dated in my adulthood. I've never been out because I, I was, you know, a mom and a wife and I'm in the house and I'm with my kids and everything that I did, you know, was just a reflection of the life that I lived. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm just going to have some fun. But in retrospect, it was really for me to like, just not deal with what I was feeling, what God was saying, like, you're going to deal with it today or you're going to deal with tomorrow, but you're going to have to deal with it. Because there is no way that you're going to overcome it if you don't first face it. If you don't first acknowledge what it is that you're feeling, what it is that you're dealing with. And so I remember when I finally came to that place where I just broke down. Um, I had one thing that happened to me that really allowed me to know that I was broken and that I was hurt and I needed to deal 
And so I remember getting in that place with God and it wasn't like an overnight thing. Y'all, I stayed there. I stayed there with him. Um, I cried many nights, many days. I asked so many questions. I just, listen, I, I, I was her. I really went through that process of getting to know Sharon, who was not a wife. I really, because I didn't know her. When I went into the marriage, I didn't know who I was. So I took on the identity of wife in that marriage. And so for me, that helped to make who you see today. So it's like now you're pulling me out of where I felt safe to take me back to where I was before I got into this safety zone. And you're making me deal with something that I never dealt with all of those years ago. I want you to follow me. I feel this thing so passionately. So I, I hope that I'm not losing you. I hope that I'm not moving too fast. I hope that I'm not like all over the place. Um, but I really want you guys to get this thing the way I feel it in my spirit, because I don't know who this is for, but this is for somebody. And I want you to know that you are going to be okay. I want you to know that you're going to make it. I want you to know that you are not your past. I want you to know that you are not the things that didn't, the things that we think failed in our eyes or in the eyes of the people are a lot of times the things that God is using to bring other things together. So I want you to be encouraged. I feel that in my spirit. I want you to be encouraged. So I remember going through this process and I remember just crying out and I remember praying and I remember being angry. Listen, I was angry. I was hurt. I was sad. I felt all of these different emotions while going through this process, but ultimately it, it led me to where I'm going. So I remember um, crying out to God and just saying, why? Why, God? Like, why? Why? I did it right. I did what I was supposed to do. I prayed. I covered. I believe. Like, I did it. Like, why? You know, just like asking these questions. But when you really stop to ask questions, God will really start to reveal answers to you. And ultimately, um, which is a whole nother podcast. So I guess I'm just revealing all my titles like in the midst of this. But I feel this thing in my spirit in which, you know, um, he reveals to us. And then we start really stopping and thinking about why we were in certain situations. Um, what was it? What are we fighting for? Why are we fighting so hard for things that we know are not conducive to who God is calling you to be? It's not conducive, conducive to what God says concerning a thing, right? So I remember just asking the question why, and because I'm so transparent, I remember God revealing to me, like, why not? You know, you tell me why you were still there. Why were you fighting? Why? There were things that you knew. There were things that 
didn't change. There were th- like, like when I say God broke this thing down to me to the point where I stopped almost embarrassed to God who knows all things. Because we find ourselves fighting for things so hard, holding on to things so tight for all the wrong reasons. Why are we holding on to it? You know, I speak from the marriage aspect, you know, why are we holding on to a marriage that is not working? that like like literally it takes two people it needs to be a covenant listen i listened to a marriage um seminar from dr tony evans today who i absolutely love and listen i have five like literally five pages of notes like when i say broke that thing down to the point where i remember one time i like literally paused it and i had to get up and Baby, I pasted that floor like somebody who just got the Holy Ghost. Like I couldn't. Wow. Moving on. So we have to really, you know, we have to we have to really ask the question why. We have to really find out the why behind us holding on to situations that we know aren't right. Even and and we can go into relationships, we can go into marriages, we can go into jobs. We hold on to jobs that don't pay. We hold on to jobs where we're not valued. We hold on to jobs where we're not um, appreciated. And we, in our minds, we're holding on to this job literally because we're just like, you know what? It pays the bills. It does what it needs to do. Like, you're not happy. You know this is not the job for you. You know that... It's, it's, it's burning you out. It's, you know, all of these things, but you don't let go. And it's not like, and I, and when I say let go, okay, for all of my deep people, I don't want you to be like, oh, they're just impulsively making moves. Absolutely not. Because we, we love God, right? So we are very intentional in our prayers to God about things in our life, right? But it's like when we pray to God and we're asking God to do something, and I'm speaking for me in this aspect, I prayed to God and I was asking God to heal my marriage. Listen, I was asking God to heal my marriage because I never wanted to get a divorce. And I can say that freely, openly, and honestly, I never wanted to get a divorce. I never walked down that aisle all those years ago, just to get a divorce. That was never my intention. So I went into a place with God of doing all of the things that I thought that I needed to do. Really like praying for my husband, covering my husband, praying for my marriage, fasting for my marriage, believing God, speaking, reading books, like divine divine interventions like baby anointing shoes anointing pillars anointing like y'all better stop playing with me because i never wanted a divorce but let me tell you what kind of god we serve because god will literally force you out of a situation if he knows 
that it's not for you. So if I'm praying to God and I'm asking God to heal my marriage and I'm in a place with God, I am in relationship with God. He has to let me know that he hears my prayers. He, that's just the kind of God that we serve. And so when he allows things to happen and allows things to fall apart and the way that it happened in my particular situation, it was wild, right? And the way that, oh my goodness, it literally, I remember like it was yesterday and when it happened, I immediately went to God and my prayers were different. It was no longer God heal my marriage, God fix it. God, allow it to be a reflection of you. God, allow it to represent you. God, heal the covenant. Like it was no longer that prayer. God allowed the prayer to shift where it was like, God, I am asking you to allow me to choose me. If you give me permission to choose me, I promise you I'll choose me and I won't look back. Like it, the prayer, sh this is what I'm trying to tell you. And I don't want to get off subject because I promise you I'm going somewhere. But when we are holding on to things, and I'll be able to go really deeper into this whenever I talk about this particular subject. But when we really go deeper into things, when we really, really start praying about things and God is saying, that is not the situation for you. You have literally been here and now it's time for you to go. And you're not a person who's going to let go. Y'all know that about me. I hold on to grudges. I hold on to situations. Okay. That was me. I wasn't going to let it go because I wanted it too bad. I wanted it too bad. But then when you stop and ask yourself the reasons for wanting it, they have to be validated more than just, I want it, you know? Absolutely, I never wanted to get a divorce. I wanted my marriage to be a reflection because I knew who God was calling me to be. I knew that all of the things that he was giving me for wives and for marriages, I knew that that wasn't in vain. So I needed my marriage to continue because I knew who God was calling me to be. And I knew that I would be better received in my mind. Let me, let me say in my mind, I thought that I would be better received if I was a wife. I didn't want my children to grow up in a, in a household with just one person because I grew up in a household without my parents. I wanted my children to have both of their parents in the household for the entirety I wanted them to see um, that this is the way that it that you do it. I wanted them to to have that journey, to have that story that I never had. Um, I wanted to prove all the people wrong who said that we wouldn't make it. Mm. Now this is just me. Now I can't speak for y'all, but Sharon is transparent, so I'm gonna tell the truth, right? It was people who doomed our marriage from the very first day. And if you don't know nothing else about me, you better know I'm always here to prove people wrong. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm proving that you were wrong. No, nope, we don't make it. Yeah, we're in here. 
But when you stop and think about all of the reasons, and then I'm going right back into where I'm going. But when you stop and you think about all of the reasons why you do a certain thing, why you hold on to things, um, you got to make sure that your reasoning for staying, your reasoning for holding on makes sense. Not just makes sense to you, but makes sense to him. Makes sense to God, right? So I'm going to get off of that because I promise you that's a whole nother podcast. Um, but moving back into knowing who you are, um, and really not formulating your identity on those things, because when they are ripped away from you, you have to stand in exactly who it is that God has called you to be. So I remember when I was in that place and I was just asking all these questions and God was revealing all of these things to me that was embarrassing me to him as if he didn't already know. And I remember just saying, God, how am I supposed to be a counselor? Like, how? Because there was a person, and I always talk about this one particular person, right? There was a person that I went to about, you know, some things um, as far as counseling goes. Because, you know, there was something happening and I wanted to be a part of it and... I had wanted to be a part of it for some time and I couldn't understand why I wasn't already a part of it prior to this happening to me. But I remember when I went to this person and, and we talked about it and they said, well, you know, people are not gonna, you know, come to you for counseling because you're not married. You know, people don't want to take counseling advice from a single person. And that hurt my feelings a little bit. I can't lie. And so because I wasn't in the place that I needed to be as far as God doing this work in me, he wasn't, he wasn't finished. He's still not done, but he definitely wasn't finished at that point. And so I, I was offended and it kind of got into my head. And then I started thinking like, I mean, is it even worth me like finishing and I can't lie, guys, I took a break. See, this is, I'm trying to tell you, I'm super transparent, right? I could have been graduating by December this year, but I took a break because that thing got into my head and I was like, maybe I just need to take a break because it is, is it even worth it? Like, Am I not going to be received anymore because I'm not married? Like, God, how am I supposed to help people save their marriages and I couldn't even save mine? Like, and I was in my feelings. But I remember in my process, God revealed into me because I remember I said it again because I, I just kept saying it. And God said, it was never your job to save your marriage. Y'all. That thing sat on my lap, literally. Because how often do we put the responsibility on ourselves to do something because we feel like God didn't do it when, he got, when he's got his reasoning? And so I remember, and I remembered this particular situation with this guy because I knew that that was the turning point for me. Um. And when God revealed that to me, as I was going through my healing process, it changed my perspective. It changed me. 
because my identity, although I feel that my identity of who I was came to me when I became a wife, it wasn't exactly who I was. So God said, I need you to know who you are to the core, right? So now I understand the affirmations. I understand all of the things that God was giving me, all of the things that he was doing on the inside of me, even when I was still married, because God knew that I was going to go through that divorce. I didn't know that. Nobody could have told Sharon that she was going to be divorced in 2023. Nobody could have never told me that because I would have never thought that. So I remember all of the things that God was doing, all of the things that God was saying. I'm talking about like literally the entire wall was just full of stuff that God had given me and I wrote it all down and I was like, you know, wow, oh my God, like this, this is real. Like God, this, you was planting this seed inside of me. Because you knew when I was going to need it the most. You knew that. I didn't know that. So the confidence and the boldness that he was giving me even then to be able to walk, to be able to stand, to be able to present myself accordingly. Um, all of those things that he was doing inside of me then, he knew that I was going to need them after going well, while going through that divorce. And so... I remember God saying, it's not about you being a wife because you are a wife. You're just not his wife. You're not his wife. You're a wife, but you're not his wife. But I need you to know who you are to the core. Who have I called you to be? Who are you according to me? You're a great wife. You're a great mother. You're all of these things. You're a hard worker. You're a go-getter. Come on. Who are you to the core of who God has called you to be? Can you take away all of the titles that you feel like make you and really stand in who he's called you to be? That's a tough one. I know it because I stood there. I stood there. But I promise you, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. I promise you. I promise you. God wants you to know who you are according to him. It's not about what people call you. It's not about what people see or what people believe. We talk about often how people will see exactly who God is calling you to be and still not acknowledge it. People will be intimidated by it. People will be walking around here mad at the gift that you possess, not even knowing what you had to go through just to get it. I'd be like, baby, you don't want to walk these shoes. I didn't even want to walk these shoes. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, that's why we have to be careful not to look at someone's life and to judge it. We have to be careful not to look at someone's life and just automatically want what they have because we don't know the oil. We don't know the cost of the oil. We don't know it. 
We have no idea. So when God started really doing that thing inside of me, there was another level that God began to take me to after my divorce. There were things that God started to reveal to me that he had never revealed to me before. God started giving me so much. I mean, he was taking me back to my childhood of those broken places that I thought that I hadn't dealt with. Where he was like, nope, I want you to go back here. Let's revisit this. You want to know why you stay here? Let's revisit this. You want to know why it's hard for you to forgive? Let's visit this. I mean, listen, y'all, I promise you, this was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever endured in my life. But it has been one of the most rewarding things I've ever walked through. And I know some of you are probably like, wait, Sharon, you're losing me. I don't know if I understand that. Like, I don't know. Because going through that divorce, the enemy wanted to kill the identity that God was formulating on the inside of me. The enemy wanted me to hear what the person said, think about losing what I thought even started the identity formulating. And he wanted me to give up and walk away from the very thing that God was doing in my life. We have to be careful. We have to be careful of having the right people in our life. We have to be careful of submitting ourselves to the enemy and not submitting ourselves to the voice of God. It is not always going to look like what God said, but I promise you, if you stay the course, you will see exactly what he said. God said to me, remember what I said and not what you see. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Listen, that thing resonated down in the bottom of my stomach when he said that. Because it was literally like, oh my God. Remember what I said and not what you see. So even in the moments when I struggled, because I'm not perfect, right? I struggled. I, sh I really struggled. Even in the moments when I struggled, I was able to remember what he said. And I was able to thank him in that moment, even though I didn't see it. God, I thank you for what you said. I thank you. And I'm calling out what I don't yet see, but I know this is what he said. So this is what it's going to look like. And then God took me a step further because a lot of times we need people to validate what God is saying to us, right? I don't need you to validate who I am according to me. 
I needed somebody to validate what God was saying to me, validate who God is calling me to be. In my mind, it's like, you see it, acknowledge it, which is a form of validation. I need, I felt like I needed that in order to keep moving forward. And I remember when God even came to me and said, listen, even if it's for an audience of one, as long as you're doing what I've called you to do, nobody has to validate that. It's not up to your church family. It's not up to your church community. It's not up to them to validate who I'm calling you to be. You don't have to do, you don't have to have a title in the church. And I don't know who this is for, but this is for somebody because I feel it in my spirit. You don't have to have a title in the church to be validated by God, to be called by God. You don't. However God chooses to use you and your gift and what he's given to you, however he chooses to use you, that is all the validation that you need. Don't wait for nobody else to do it for you because if you're out here waiting for somebody to do it and they never do it, then you're going to fall by the wayside. You're going to miss out on what God is doing and what he's saying because you're waiting to be validated by man when God has already validated you. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you to the core of who God has called you to be? I know that you're a wife. I know that you're a mother. I know that you're a helpmate. I know that you're an entrepreneur. But who is God calling you to be, sis? What is God saying concerning your life? What is God saying about you? What is it that he's put out here for you to do? What is your purpose according to him? We take our identity from God. Our identity comes from Christ. Our identity comes from who he's called us to be. It is not about what man says. It's not about what we think. It's not about what people label us as. That is not our identity. That is not how we're supposed to maneuver out here on this earth. That's not it. So I want you to be encouraged tonight. And I hope that I, I really hope that I bought that thing home for you. I felt it so heavy in my spirit. So, okay, now I think I know what the preachers be feeling like when they be like, I don't think I'm giving it to you the way that I feel it, right? <laughs> Because I felt it so heavy. I felt it so strong. And so I'm hoping that it came across like that on this podcast. I'm hoping that you got it um, the way or even a portion of the way that I felt it because I felt it so heavy. But I am just here to encourage you. I am here to encourage you. I know that you've been through some things in your life, sis. I know it. We all have been through some things in our lives, literally, right? 
I understand. I know that there have been some things that came and, and, and they broke you down. They crushed you. Um, they left you feeling empty on the inside. I know that feeling. But can I just tell you that even in that place of feeling empty, it was really God stripping you from all of the things that you didn't need, all of the things that were keeping you from being who he was calling you to be, all of the things that was residing in a place where they didn't belong. He emptied you out, emptied you out so that he could fill you up. I don't know how many times God said to me that a lot of the things that I was allowing to take place, to take residency within me, weren't things of him. It wasn't him filling me up it wasn't him filling the voids. A lot of times it's us supplementing with things. Um, we put things in that place. We avoid certain things. Like we, we do that real, like in real time. Like, and we'll justify it. Oh, listen, let me tell, let me tell you about us. Okay. Because that is what we'll do. We will find a reason. We will find a reason. We will find a justification for us not dealing with the situation. I remember um, when I struggled with forgiveness. Y'all, I struggled with forgiveness. Listen, the girl struggled, okay? And it wasn't until God really revealed to me why I struggled that I was over, I was able to overcome it. But can I tell you that I struggled with forgiveness for years because I wouldn't take it to him? Like I legitly would not go to God and say, okay, God, help me understand why this is so hard for me. Because I had justified in my mind that when you do me wrong, you lose entry to me, right? And don't, don't get me wrong. I have, I understand the art of forgiveness. So I understand the people who are a part of my life and I understand the people who are not, okay? I understand the art of forgiveness. There are people who you literally don't have to allow access to you anymore. I understand that. I understand it. And so now I can operate effectively in forgiveness. I can forgive you. And if I know that you're not allowed that access, I can still forgive you and not allow you to get in that access with me anymore. I don't have a problem with you. I don't have an issue with you. I want you to win. I want the absolute best for you. But I know that you don't, you, you can't access me anymore. And there are people who you have to forgive, who you do have to allow access into your life again. I had to forgive my ex-husband 
And I had to allow him access to me on a certain level in order to effectively co-parent with him. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me and my feelings. We got three kids and they deserve two healthy whole parents. And I can't speak for the work that he's done or the work that he's doing. I can only speak for me on this end and what I know that God has done for me. Because it wasn't me. Listen, I might be that one girl who'd be like, "Mm -mm, I am not out here to take the Lord credit. Because if it was left up to Sharon, baby, epic fail. You heard me? I mean, hands in the air. I can't do it. I won't ever even try to do it like the good Lord Jesus because I know I can't do it. I can't. But when I submitted it to him, he was able to to reveal to me why I struggled. And he was able to take that thing away to give me the protection that I needed and allow me a heart of forgiveness. But as long as I kept justifying it, as long as I kept saying, and listen, I would justify it in the fact of like, and it might just be me because, you know, I'm like the preachers, not this church, that church over there. Right. So not, not y'all, just me. But I would even be like, oh, no, I'm not mad at them. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I ain't mad at them. I just don't fool with them. Mm -mm. I ain't upset with them. I ain't got nothing against them. Mm-mm. I just don't fool with them. Mm-mm. All along, all the while, don't like them. <laughs> okay? Uh-uh. See them and whole face be like, okay. Y'all, come on. And I and And it wasn't right. I knew that it wasn't right. But that's how we do in our mind. We will find a way to justify what we're really dealing with because we really don't want to deal with it. We don't want God to reveal and take it away. And so I would, I never submitted all these years. I never submitted that thing to him until I had to. And when I did, it changed my life. I promise you. I can operate on another level when God can trust me with forgiveness. I can operate on another level when God can trust me with people. When God know that the fruit of the spirit is being exemplified in my life. When he can trust me, he can use me on another level. And so ultimately, we think we're protecting ourselves, but we're really holding ourselves back. Because we're staying at the same place because we're not willing to release unto God what needs to be released so that he can do what he needs to do. Who are you? Now, on this podcast, I've talked about all of the things or a portion of the things, I would say, that I've encountered in my knowing who I am according to him. I want you to really sit and as you're listening to this, I want you to really ponder. I want you to really think 
I mean, I want you to really think about the place that you're in. Think about the things that need to be submitted to him. Think about who you are according to him. Take away all the known titles. Take away all of the um, the common titles. Get down to the core of who God is calling you to be. Because who he's calling me to be and who he's calling you to be could be completely different. That's just like our journeys are different. The things that he's allowed me to go through and the things that he allows you to go through, they're different. But I want you to think about exactly what it is that he's doing inside of you. What is it that he wants to do inside of you? How does God choose to use you? What is your gift? What is your purpose? What is God saying concerning you? What is it that God is calling you to do? Who are you? Who are you at the core? Who are you? I want you to just, I want you to think about it. I absolutely want you to think about it. And I want you to submit it to him. If you don't know, there are a lot of people who do not know who they are. There are a lot of people who do not know who they've been called to be. There are a lot of people who don't know exactly what God is saying concerning them. I don't want you to feel bad if you don't have the answer to that. But I want you to submit it to him. If you don't know, then I... I beg of you to submit that to him right now. Ask him who you are. God, if you take away all of the things that I think I know about myself, what's left? What is it that you're calling me to do? How can I know? Reveal it unto me. God, I want to submit that part of my life to you. I want to know what you're saying concerning me. Because I promise you that when you submit that to him and you allow him to embed that thing in you, he'll give you the boldness and the confidence that you need in order to walk it out effectively. He will give it to you. I mean... He will give it to you. Nobody has to give it to you. Nobody will have to validate it. Nobody will have to, to acknowledge it to make you feel good. He will give it to you. And let me just add this on because this was a place where I struggled as well. Because a lot of times I literally... um was so caught up in, and, and I still do this sometimes, right? So I'm not, um, I'm not perfect and I don't portray to be. I don't do this podcast because my life is perfect. I do this podcast because this is my journey and my journey is an, is assigned to a we. And I know that there are people that are assigned to me who need this journey. Um, 
But a lot of times we get so caught up in the people that receive us. A lot of times we look for familiar people to receive us. We look for family. We look for friends. We look for people who should know. And a lot of times those are the last people to acknowledge what God is doing, what God has done, or what God is saying concerning you. Because they're so familiar with you, right? I I always talk about familiar spirits, like the familiarity of spirits, of people who are within your perimeter, who are in your circle, people who know you, they know, sometimes they know the past you, sometimes they think they know you, but they don't know the God that is on the inside of you, or they don't know who God is calling you to be. And so they can't acknowledge that because of what they think they know about you or what they um, what your past looks like according to them. And so a lot of times when the people who we expect not to validate us or the people that we expect not to acknowledge us or the people that we expect to acknowledge us, excuse me, don't acknowledge us, then it does something to our confidence. But I promise you, if you will focus on the audience of one, I promise you, if you focus on pleasing God and not pleasing man, God will put you in the places where you need to be. God literally will put your name in rooms that you, oh my God, I felt that. He'll put your name in rooms that you ain't even entered. If you make your focus him, if you make your focus pleasing the audience of one, Allow God to do the rest. I promise you. And if you if you do it, he'll do it. I promise you. I hope that this podcast has touched. I hope that it has helped. I hope that it has brought awareness. Listen, I hope it makes you think, you know, if you don't know who you are, if you're struggling in that area, if you know all you know yourself to be is a wife or is a mother or is an entrepreneur or whatever, um, if that's all you know yourself to be, I challenge you after listening to this podcast, I challenge you to go into prayer with God and really ask him to reveal it unto you. Submit this to him and allow him to reveal it unto you to give you what you need and then give you the boldness and the confidence to back it up because he will do just that. Um, and so I just, I listen, I thank you for it. God, I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. I thank you for every person who is on this platform. I thank you for every person who is going to hear this podcast, whether when it airs, whether next year, five years from now, 10 years from now, however you choose to allow it to be out there. God, I just pray that when they hear this, if they don't know who they are, according to you, that they will be challenged to seek you about exactly what it is that you're saying concerning them I pray God that they will be challenged to seek you about exactly what it is that their purpose is what it is that you're revealing to them God I pray that you will reveal to them exactly what it is that you're saying concerning them allow them to see the places where they are weak where you want to give them strength allow them to see the places where they're empty where you want to fill them allow them to see the places where they are trying to not acknowledge that you want to acknowledge because you want to bring awareness and you want to bring healing and you want to be able to use them and to operate 
use them to operate on another level. God, I thank you for what you're doing in every individual who is listening right now. God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will have your divine way. I pray, God, in the mighty name of Jesus that you would do what only you can do. God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will fill them up. And that you would give them what they need and that you would give them a boldness and a confidence in you that supports exactly what it is that you're saying. Allow them to know that as long as they please the audience of one, that everything else that needs to be done, it's in your hands and that you would do it. God, we thank you for it now. I believe that it is so and that it's already done now. I believe your word and I believe what you're saying. Who are you? And I hear you, God. I hear you asking that question because the 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 culture is really suffering with an identity crisis and and we're and a lot of people are struggling between being what culture says to be and not understanding how to be what Christ says to be but God I hear you and God I know that you're here to heal the land and I know that you have me on this mission to do exactly what you said to do so God I pray that you will give that you will heal that you will reveal that you will help God everything that needs to be done in these individuals in order to get it done I believe that you're going to do it and I thank you for it in advance I thank you God for using me I thank you, God, for choosing me. I thank you, God, for allowing me to be the vessel. I thank you, God, for the journey that I've even encountered so that I can sit here on this podcast tonight and I can not only be transparent in my story, God, but I can be transparently healed enough to help someone along the way. God, I thank you because you are amazing. You are an absolute amazing God, and I give you glory, honor, and praise right now in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I believe that it is so, and it's already done, and it's already done because it is so in your name. I thank you now. I love you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. I just, I felt led to pray, so I just did it. Thank you guys so much for joining the He's Work the Weight podcast. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. I thank you for listening. Um, listen, share this with your friends. Share this with your neighbor. If you got sister friends, if you got sisters, if you got um, loved ones, if you've got cousins, if you've got aunties, listen, whomever it is, you Whoever it is that is attached to you, because there is a we that is assigned to each and every one of us, I want you to share this with them. I want you to help them to know exactly who they are so that they can fulfill the purpose of, of, of God as well in their lives. Um, like and subscribe to this podcast. I want you guys to go and follow this podcast so that you can get episodes as they drop every single week. Um, and even when they're like impromptu episodes, um, there'll be some interviews coming up. I have a few interviews coming up. Um, and so I even want to be able to capture those interviews just to be able to hear live conversation. Um, but I am really excited about what God is doing. And so I pray that you would just get this to everybody that you know who can be impacted by this in whatever capacity. Um, thank you guys again. I love you so much. And I pray that the boldness and confidence that is awaiting you will overtake you in this season in your life. Be blessed. Have an amazing night. And thank you again. I am Sharon Tillman. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Have an amazing day.